I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. There's a brilliant song which will be on the next album because I'm called I'm Not From Berry. Which is really a cracking song. Oh, um, this is Frank Skinner uh, on the Absolute Radio podcast. We were just talking about a gig we'd been to. Uh, yes, and I'm with Emily and I'm with Gareth. Hello. Hi, Frank. And I got pig iron. I got all pig iron. Um, I'm not going to explain that reference. Why should I? So, um, yes, we we did the show. I loved it. I tell you what I loved about it. It had a sort of an arc to it. Do you remember? Do you remember that bearded bloke came in with the two zebras? <laughs> yeah. I remember okay. now. Of course I do. Yeah. I was around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, it sort of it started well, but I felt it every link it grew and it mm. grew and it blossomed. Like watching a, a, a beautiful garden in that that sort of uh, that speed photography thing when you can watch the, the things actually grow and develop. That's what I thought it was like. Of course I've been wrong before. We had Jason Manford on. Yes, we had Jason Manford, who's uh, not only funny, but also very lovable, I think. He was nice. gorgeous. Yeah. And your manager, who broke a chair in the background. Yeah, well, he's getting a bit chonky, my manager. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if he goes to the gym as often as he used to, but yeah, I think he has... Bro- we probably shouldn't have signed it, because Absolute will probably charge us for the broken chair. I think someone said something about me doing a gig for no money, and uh, <laughs> he f- I think it was actually him falling from the chair. That was the problem. <laughs> But, um, yes, it's absolutely splendid. I enjoyed it. It's so lovely working with my friends in this warm and cuddly environment. So do listen and um, enjoy. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Talk over the fade, talk over the fade. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio and I'm with Emily and Gareth in a small studio in Golden Square, London. I think that's all the details you need to know. You make it sound like a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did Children in Need last night. Did you see me? Um, no, okay. no, but my niece oh. Mimi said, Frank's on Pudsey, she said. She's very Yeah, that, I don't know why I did that. It just, <laughs> was just something cuddly looking about it and next thing I knew it was... Well, uh, anyway, how was it? And there was it? a part when I, I raised the uh, I raised the uh, <laughs> spotted neckerchief, and there was just like a it, it was just like a, an eye socket, but it looked like someone had left jam in it. Oh, oh. man, yeah, it, that was pretty horrible. I could see the brain pulsating within his the bear brain inside his head. But um, I, I just recall, I just put it back, and nobody seemed to. No, I did. It was. I mean, it was one of those nights when I arrived at the BBC, and I arrived at the BBC. This has become like a Ronnie Corbett anecdote. <laughs> the producer said to me, "Now, everybody. I mean, it was people in curly orange wigs and big t-shirts right. and shaking buckets. You know, it's it was that kind of. The, I was. I introduced to one of the senior people of." Um, of Children in Need, mm. and I said, you know, what I love about Children in Need, it's fabulously low rent. And she, oh, yeah. looked, she looked quite... She said, oh, that's not what we're after at all. And I said, no, I like that, because when you're at the Comet Relief, when you're in Green Room at the, at the Comet Relief yeah. things, 
There's a lot of people saying, oh, hi, yeah, I, 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 you know, I was in the footlights and then we started. It's, it's very, you know, it's a very middle class thing, but there's, there's none of that. At, uh, it's very it, end of period. It is like a pub. It's like one of those nights when you push the pennies over in a pub, but like for five <laughs> hours. But I like that. I, I like it. It's, it's profound working classness. And did you raise loads of money personally for your thing? Well, that was a bit. Oh, that was a bit of a difficult because we had to. We had to come. If I did this eight, around the world in eighty days thing. We did like a six episodes, twelve. Oh, you did it with Lee Mack, didn't you? I did it with Lee Mack, and there was people like John Barrowman and all sorts of people did it. Anyway, so we we had to go on. I tell you what, there was a lot of on the night. <laughs> One thing you see more of than you ever see in your life is big checks. <laughs> <laughs> They're really big checks, whatever. I don't mean Robert Maxwell. I mean like big, big <laughs> checks with. Um, you know, with the like comedy lottery winners. Yeah, checks. like yeah. I don't know why they do the big check thing, but anyway. So we had to go on with with a big check, laminated, and um, and then say what you know our six part series at May. So we raised uh, one hundred and forty five thousand pounds, right? Okay, is that a lot? Well, put it this way: Greg's the bakers raised mm. six hundred thousand. <laughs> We were a six-part BBC One primetime TV series, which, let's face it, probably cost about three million to make. So I felt a little bit. I were felt you embarrassed. Like, well, I, well I, was, I was suggesting, you know, that we had a bit of a whip round before we went on, try and knock it off a bit. But uh, I did feel a bit embarrassed. Did you get like cricket applause like that? Yeah, exactly. It was a streaky single to third man. <laughs> no, I did. Um, I mean, no one mentioned it. I was going to. I mean. Hundred and forty-five thousand. Oh, it's still a lot of or money. Or as they say at the BBC, almost a week's wages. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I did feel a bit embarrassed about it. I've got to be honest with you. But it was. Uh, it was a, a lovely evening, in many ways. No, none of you watched it. What did they write? They raised. They raised twenty million. I think. This um, year. I saw. Yeah. No, I saw the newsreaders dancing, d- doing some dance. I can't. Remember. Yeah. Well, this year or <laughs> just in general. Yeah, they had. I think the people from the one show danced to fame. <laughs> I realised, of course, the one show is is just a sort of you know those bite sized chocolates you get. The one show is a bite size of children in need, basically, because children in need feels like a very very long item on local news. <laughs> But um, it was a, a lovely night. The cake, I have to say, was great. The cake was nice. It was great That's cake. all you can say. The trouble is with children in need, you know every mouthful is robbing uh, an underprivileged child of a, a small amount of money. But um, it, I have to say that didn't really impair my enjoyment. Absolute Radio. Now that is uh, Depeche Mode, right, with uh, Enjoy the Silence. And, uh, my God, my nephew, he loves Depeche Mode. Ah, uh, Jason. He's mad for Depeche Mode. Our Jason, I once showed him a photograph. I, I was at this black tie do, and I met um, Henry Cooper and Muhammad Ali. Was this 1973? Right. No, no, this is relatively... Okay. Well, no, it's probably about ten years ago. So I'm standing... I've got this photo, which I'm extremely proud of, and it, it's me, like, in me, uh, in me uh, black tie do. And in, I'm standing in the middle of, of Henry Cooper and Muhammad Ali, and I showed this to him. I said, hey, have you seen this photo? He said, have you started refereeing? <laughs> <laughs> they were both about 63 as well. What a fight that would have been. God, dear. Anyway, that's our Jason who loves Depeche Mode. And speaking of Jasons, who is today's guest? Uh, 
Jason Manford. It is correct. Well done, it's Jason. I very much like your buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the buzzer action. I also like what the listeners can't hear is that Frank is doing an impression of Jimmy Savile in between every link. I'm not sure why. I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't think it's. Uh, I haven't got it good enough yet to do it on air. I'm oh, I do. Rehearsed. I think you should share it, Frank. <laughs> but, well, but what is the point of it? It has no relevance. Is Jimmy Savile in a big news story today? I don't think so. If he is, it's not going to be one we're going to be able to joke about. I think we, <laughs> I think we all know his next big news story. <laughs> but, um, anyway, <laughs> that'd be more... Uh, uh, um, I can do that now, you see. We've got it in. Whereas, if I found out that he's gone in the last 30 oh. seconds, that's going to be the end of our radio careers. I say our radio careers, because if I'm going, you're coming with me. <laughs> can I make that point? <laughs> yes. I had a fantastic... What about this for an excuse? My, my cleaner... Mm. Yes, I have a cleaner. <laughs> uh, my cleaner said, um, I can't... She usually does Wednesdays, right? She says, I can't do Wednesday this week because I'm going to a film premiere. No. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, your cleaner's going to film premieres. Yes. That is wow. awesome. I love that. Which <laughs> film premiere? Not that it matters, but no, it I does did, to me. I, did, I didn't ask which film premiere. I imagine there's, there's something... I think it's called The Road to Domestus. <laughs> Oh. It's a big uh, cleaning documentary <laughs> she's doing. No, um, she 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 works for other celeb. I say other celebrities. Slightly flattering. Oh God, yeah. Which ones? You're allowed to say. Um, I don't think. Oh, I'm okay. I, I, I don't know why I'm not allowed to say. Um, but um, I, I, I know. Think, I understand. Yeah, I, there's some I, sort of cleaner's oath, like I the hypocrite. If I drop oath. clues, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that sounded nothing like David Williams. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> Oh, now you see. But anyway, and well, he, he also... I bet he takes some cleaning up after. Pardon? I bet he takes some cleaning up after <laughs> David Williams. Yeah. I imagine he's messy. No, yeah. I think he'd be very tidy. Frank tidy. could be worse, I reckon. No, my girlfriend is more untidy than I am. Is she? Yeah, she has turned my flat into basically a teenage bedroom. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I find bras next to the toaster. Why? Why, why would? Oh, why? I keep my bras next to the toaster for God's oh, sake. Oh, lovely on a winter's morning. I should imagine. <laughs> Just give them thirty seconds. Oh, imagine that. Marvelous. So yeah, so uh, that was what uh, that was what. Now I I read this week because I'm I'm a great collector of statistics that um there is a. a, a a website called beautifulpeople.com. It's a dating agency, but to be on it, you have to be beautiful, right? Mm. And so you send in your photo, and they decide whether you are or not. Now, I was talking about this last, last week, and not on the show, but um, in a cafe with, uh, with Gareth and Emily. You make it sound really low rent, like EastEnders or something. It was actually a very nice place we were in. Yeah, OK. okay. I, I don't think I made it sound... I said okay. cafe. OK, OK. Are you lucky I didn't say calf? <laughs> Anyway, we, I, I, I was on about this thing, and it said that only 12% of, of United Kingdom men get on to beautifulpeople.com. The rest are rejected, and only 15% of women. And it says, according to beautifulpeople.com, that makes us the ugliest people in Europe, right? Which I personally am fine with. But um, Emily, in order to prove a point, said, well, actually, I'll, I'm going to have a go. And then she said, oh, well, they've accepted me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, you know. I suppose it's been a bleak winter. <gasps> and then um, and then this week she arrives and says, oh, actually, they haven't. They haven't accepted no, me after it's, all. Things are in... <laughs> I did not say that. I'd say, Have they accepted you, Emily? Well, it's complicated. Yes. 
as they say on Facebook, <laughs> because my application is being screened and in 48 hours' time I will find out whether I'm good-looking enough to be on beautifulpeople.com. But that suggests some sort of borderline. That's a recount, <laughs> isn't it? Look, I'm happy to be in a holding bay. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if, I bet if somebody like, you know, if, who's beautiful that we can think of? Well, obviously Johnny no Depp. one in this studio. Now, if Johnny Depp... <laughs> Thanks a lot, thing, Frank. Johnny Depp would be through in a... In a, in a no, they have price. to screen your photo. I'm can you, sure they can do. you imagine the photo I submitted, Frank? Do you think it was just some casual little snap with I no think airbrushing? They're making sure they've got it up, the right side up. That's what they're doing, <laughs> isn't it? I told you, the electrolysis. Did you, did you listen to me? Did you buffalo? Anyway. Uh, Absolute Radio. Saturday morning. And I'm here. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily. And Gareth. The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. <laughs> uh, he was, you see. He was the son of a... Oh, well, anyway. And our guest later on is Jason Manford. That, that, that worked better with Rob Deering, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> but still, I, I quite like it as our guest jingle. <laughs> when we introduce Russian roulette as a regular thing with our guests, <laughs> that would be, be a good thing to do. How much would you pay to watch Jedward play Russian roulette? I'd pay £1,000 to children in need. Let's, shall we do that? I'm sure they'd be up for it. They wouldn't know what it was until it was too late. So, um, on that song of the decade dot com, I've got this. Uh, my favourite. They keep saying song of the decade. It's they do de- say decade, oh, yeah. Gosh. A decade sounds like an arcade where you go to buy, yeah, genitals or a rotting corpse or something. Sounds like a rotting. Co- you know, when I came in this morning, my driver said to me, "It's really mild." Sorry, who said that to you? My driver. Just checking. He said to me, <laughs> um, "Yeah, he, he couldn't do me a stick. So he had to go to a film premiere." <laughs> he. Um, he uh, he said to me, "It's really mild, you know." He said, "If if it carries on like this, he said, uh, we'll uh, we'll all be having uh, barbecues at Christmas outside." He said, uh, <laughs> "He said it'll be like Bombay Beach." I said, "No." I said, "If you're ever on Bombay Beach, don't join in the barbecue. That'll be a funeral. You want Bondi Beach." So I will. I would say if you're listening, but he goes to sleep after he drops me off. He does. He goes to sleep? Yeah, well, he, he works from seven till seven on Friday nights, so then he drops me off and then he goes back and goes to bed. OK, well, I'm glad we're all clear about the hours your driver works. <laughs> yeah, he's not my driver. He's clearing that up for everyone he's out there. He's not my driver. Why would my driver work till the night? What would he drive? <laughs> if I can't wake up in the night and say, I need a drink of water, he has to drive to the reservoir. Why, don't be ridiculous. Oh, I've got a scratch now. Anyway, this Song of the Decayed thing is... Um, I, I, what I'd like to do is everyone listens to this show and likes it and everyone listens to the podcast and everyone who, who just likes to do things that are a bit different vote for Blindness by the Four on Song of the Decade, right? Because that's never going to get through. No, but that's the old point, isn't it? Because wouldn't wouldn't it be fabulous if they had to play the four as their song of the decade on Absolute Radio? It'd be the best <laughs> thing that ever happened. So I'm I'm urging you, my my troops, to rally behind me and let's make that Absolute Song of the Decade. It, oh man, I t- I can't tell you, be the best Christmas present I've ever had, including that um, Dan Dare set I had when I was six with like Aww. the beeper on it. Do you remember that, Em? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Do you'll be go go. 
which is Saturday morning in Japanese, if you uh, if you don't know. But yeah, that beautifulpeople.com we were talking about, which mm. is a sitcom for be- sitcom a sitcom for beautiful people. How on folly would that be? Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, a website for beautiful a web- people. A website. Thanks for helping me with that. I knew it was something with a spider in it. Um, I think I'd like to go on that and knock them all back. I, I'm not sure you'd have the choice, Frank. Why? Oh. oh I think surely, surely celebrity would get you in through the back door. Really? If you say one thing, <laughs> Gareth. Gareth. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel quite stiff with stress, though. I'm really nervous. I think I might get knocked back. Yeah. I'm going to admit I, it. I'm that, scared. That, that, that's where my money is. Um, but... Uh, what, <laughs> You said, we said, oh, would we be able to get onto beautiful people? And you said, oh, you might, if you got rid of the glasses. Is that what you said? Yeah. Didn't say he get... didn't say that. Well, they're not gonna, there's not going to be people with glasses on, <laughs> on beautiful people. Johnny Depp wears glasses. Yeah, but I bet he took them off for his beautifulpeople.com <laughs> thing. This is... Even he has got some sense of... This is geek chic I've got going on here. Justin Timberlake wears yes, glasses like this. Yes, is it called geek.com? No. It's called beautiful people, so don't be ridiculous. Yeah, but you just... I had my hair blow-dried. I had the photo airbrush. You just have to make an effort. You put a little bit in and you get a lot back. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, that sounds like my divorce settlement. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Jack, Jack Cousteau. That was Jacques Cousteau by Plastic Bertrand. I rather liked it. It's fabulous. Isn't I enjoyed it? singing along in French to Tous les Poissons. Yeah, do you think we could get that voted as the absolute radio song <laughs> of the decade? <laughs> <laughs> I better not split me vote with blindness by the fall. Yeah. It's funny because people who listen to the fall usually would vote for deafness. I can't. Gareth, are you <gasps> mental? I can't believe you've said that. In case you don't listen to the show uh, very often, the, sh- the Fall are my favourite band in all the world. and um, They mean more to Frank than me getting on beautifulpeople.com. I'm also I'm slightly worried about this because, um, we'll probably talk about this, but Gareth, I know, went to see the Fall this week and hasn't said a word about it <gasps> to me. Gareth, how was it? Well, um, I... <laughs> There was Hold on, before you, do this, <laughs> before you do this, I need to soften the blow. So what, what we haven't done, we haven't had a sort of uh, listener's uh, texting. Thing. You know, no. we get people to text in on twelve fifteen every morning. <laughs> then, uh, not every morning, but just when we're on, and uh, we, we we haven't asked them to text anything in. Why do you say it like that? You sounded like an angry choir boy. What? <laughs> so, what what shall we get them to text in? Do you think? Because I like to have a bit of you know, we've had some brilliant things from the listeners. Yeah. But um, it's all to do with us having a really good idea of what it to is, text that's in. That's the central exactly. thing that needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. I remember when the f- we had our very first meeting about doing this show, we talked about ideas for a phoning, and I've still got it written in my book. I've written <laughs> most evil person you ever buried in a field <laughs> <laughs> for the phoning. I bet that was Gareth's idea. <laughs> Why is life a grotesque <laughs> pantomime? I think, shall we have that? That's a great idea. Yeah. I love it. Now, I'll tell you what I did think about it, because... Um, we we did a, a journal when we did that um, children in need thing. We filled in a journal, and it's currently standing at twenty eight grand. People are bidding for that journal, wow. and it's just like you know things that me and Bill Turnbull have written while we was on our holidays. Oh, can't wait to get my hands on that. Well, exactly. I personally wouldn't accept it as a gift, <laughs> but um, I think it's great. It's great, you know, for charity that people are uh, bidding for it. But I, I was wondering, what about what? what celebrity memorabilia people have got because people keep all yes. sorts of things you see I've got a hair from Elvis's horse 
Stop it. I think he did have to stop it, unless it was caught in a fence. Um, can I repeat that? Horse. And, uh, yeah, so I've got that. What colour is the hair? Actually, I've got... What colour is the hair? Yeah. I, it look, I like would say... Or... I'd guess it was a Palomino. Oh. Yeah. And is that your normal Palomino uh, <laughs> response? Oh, Pal- Palomino. I was talking... I haven't told you this, Gareth. I was talking to Emily in the street... Yesterday. Yeah, we talk in the street. We just stood in the street. And uh, a very, very fat woman walked past us. And this is what Emily did. Emily said, Yeah, well, I was saying to him, Oh. And then uh, that we went down. Uh, <laughs> I did uh, not say did. that. I you, didn't say how it. How like... can you deny that? No, it was more to do with the fact that I was worried she was cold because she wasn't wearing it. Oh, you were worried she was cold. <laughs> she you had don't need to worry whether and... she was cold. I think she's <laughs> no, no, quite she, toasty. No, she hasn't been cold since the, since the 80s. That was my bet. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a lovely thing because it wasn't a, a cruel. It was a, obviously it was built from mm. kindness. But <laughs> it was pity. It was. It was. It was pity. <laughs> so anyway, what? What? Uh, that isn't obviously she wasn't ce- celebrity memorabilia. I'm guessing. No. Unless she was the plaything of some um, obesitist. Um, I don't know if that is a new a new word. I like it. It is now. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking obesitist. An obesitist. Obesitist sounds like someone who maybe joggles fat people. Um, if there's any fat people listening, um, I, I, I like... I'm all right with it. I think people uh, make too much... <laughs> so, um, yeah, so phone in about um, any 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 um, celebrity memorabilia you've got. Not, I've got some. What have you got? I'll bet I, you have. I've got... Yeah, but it's too late for a What does that even pomp. mean? <laughs> I've, got, I've got a cricket bat signed by Stuart Broad. Oh, you know the hot cricketer? Do you yeah, know I know Stuart okay. Broad is. How <laughs> dare you suggest that I know who Stuart Broad is? And what do you do with that I've, cricket bat? Is it, is, it, is it on display in your house? No, it's just in my house. It's if an intruder comes in, then I've, I wield it. Because I think, firstly, he won't know whether to do it first. cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy being beaten to death with an with a autographed cricket bat from Stuart Broad. Well, the imprint might have gone onto their face and go, oh, who killed this man? Well, Stuart Broad's Stuart, written his name on their face Stuart backwards. Broad has not only beaten him to death, he signed, he signed this evil work. Well, yeah, that's true, he'd be in trouble. Absolute Radio. Do you know I got a, a, a review a bad review in the tabloids this morning. It was either the sun or the mirror. Once you're inside them, they become indistinguishable. I got a bad review for a gig I did in 2002. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> is that what fair? did it say? It said... Um, it was on about doing I the I know Brits. you'll remember. Yeah, well, it's about the Brits. I did the Brits, and um, it's on about how comedians did at the Brits, because Peter is going to do it, apparently, uh, next year. And it said... Um, yeah, it just said Frank Skinner was dreadful in 2002. I mean... That's a bit harsh. I wouldn't say dreadful. Well, what would you say? <laughs> Don't even, <laughs> even contemplate an adjective. Even so, it was seven years ago. Let me off the hook. Turn a page. Yeah, it? exactly. It should be like, you know, prisoners, when they come out, you're supposed to... Uh, you know, I've, I've served my time. Anyway. Well, you've had some good reviews. We've had some good reviews texts. And interesting good reviews. Listen to this, right? This is from Jim in Dumfries. He says, hello, Frank, I've just read Frankie Boyle's book, and in it he says you said something to him that made him laugh for a week and a half, but he didn't elaborate, can you? Yeah, but (laughs) comedians laughing, I mean, what what I just said about getting a bad review, uh, saying I was dreadful, uh, 
hosting the Brits, that will probably make Frankie Boyle laugh for a week and a half. So it might it, it might not have been a joke. It might Maybe have been something oh, I feel, bad. I feel happening really, yeah, I think yeah. I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> he might have said you were planning on joining beautifulpeople.com. <gasps> well, <laughs> yes, that's that's a possibility, of course. I, don't, I have no idea what that was. I wish I, if it's funny, I'd love to remember it because I might want to say it again, <laughs> like like maybe now. <laughs> also, Ollie Willis has sent this. Um, Ollie Willis text. Ollie Ollie Willis. Okay, um, bit of a rare question, I know. But Frank told a joke at Edinburgh at his cabaret thingy when I was there, and I want to know what it was. (laughs) Probably the best Skinner joke I've ever heard. It was so good, he just stood at the front of the stage, drinking in the applause. It (laughs) (laughs) It was the same night as the Axis of Awesome and Andrew Maxwell. A great night. Cheers, Frank. So you seem to say really funny things. And then people can't remember what they are. Well, I'm actually saying them through Sam, my spirit guide. (laughs) They're not my jokes at all, which is why I don't. They come from the other side. I don't know what that was either. I love that image of you standing at the front of the stage with your arms outstretched, drinking in the applause. I have done that before. If you get a really, really big thing, I like. I stand and mime being in a shower, (laughs) as if it's the warmth of the. uh, People listening to this for the first time think that they can't imagine me getting such a response, but um, it, it has happened twice, apparently. I have documentary <laughs> evidence for that. Um, We've had some other good texts in about celebrity memorabilia. What, on 8 12 birthday? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yes, that is what I'm saying. 8-12-15! Someone has texted in to talk about celebrity memorabilia and say, Dave Lane is a famous carp fisherman and I have got his child. <laughs> is there a ransom note with that one? Oh, um, that's that is celebrity memorabilia. <laughs> uh, that's that's a fabulous piece of celebrity. I imagine that da- that Dave's child might have fins and gills. <laughs> you hope, but maybe you don't. And Simon in Windsor says, "Morning, Frank. I don't know if it counts, but my granddad made the balls for the original Rollerball movie, and he made an extra one, which I have now. They were all made of wood." That is a fabulous piece. That's probably. That's going to take some beating, but I, I, I love that. That was Raquel Welsh, was it? I believe so. Absolute Radio. So, look, I, I, can't, I can't resist anymore. By the way, this is... Uh, so i got something in my teeth. Um, I don't know. It was it meat. Was it's meat in my teeth. I don't think I've had meat since yesterday lunchtime. No, it's not. It was croissant brought by your driver. No, it was not. <laughs> it was pain au chocolat. Anyway... Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth, and that's all the information you need to be going on with. Except that my favourite band in all the world is The Fall, and Gareth went to see The Fall in Paul on... When, when Paul was it? on Thursday night, Mr Kipps venue. Mr. I saw Kipps? The Fall for the very first time. And he hasn't said a word to me. <laughs> now, he might be about to say, I'm a complete convert, or he might... Well, what are you about to say? Well, in a nutshell, it was both absolutely awful and absolutely brilliant mm. all together. OK. Oh. Not at the no, same time. This is like losing my virginity all up again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so there were bits that were... So Marky Smith yeah. is a very interesting man. He's the lead singer, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. He looks like... Careful. A French detective mm. from the 80s. I'm like maybe it so a French far. philosopher, oh. and the way that he shouts out things that you can't understand fits with the French philosopher thing. Right, he's quite, and he kind of sort of staggers around the stage 
doing things. Things yeah. that I've never seen any other performer do before. No. What yeah. sort of thing does he do? Well, I've got a list of things <laughs> that Marky Smith does on stage that I've never seen anyone else do before. <laughs> so, the guitarist and the bass player will be playing away. There's a guitarist, bass player, drummer, and um, a keyboard lady. And um, they'll be keyboard playing away. The, the guitarist will be playing away a really good riff. And he'll stagger over to the amp and he will turn the guitar down. <laughs> just completely off. Can I say, this is very fabulous for me, because obviously I've seen him do this a thousand times, but it's like an alien has landed. <laughs> and saying things like, people sitting, moving things with wheels <laughs> and go around the roads. He ju- he'll turn it off to show you, I guess to show you what it sounds like without the guitar. No, I think it's to show you that if he turns it off, everybody's too frightened to turn it back on again. Yeah. That's what it is. And then he did that to the bass player. Um, what, so what else does he do? Um, there are a number of microphones on right. the stage, one pointing at the guitarist, one at the um, keyboard player, and one at the front. And you think, oh, they're all going to sing. No. He wanders around and will sing into different microphones at different times. Sometimes he'll sing into two microphones at once. Yes. Sometimes he'll leave a microphone somewhere and they'll have to pick it up later. Cause he's and have you there. ever seen a man who's been a professional vocalist since 1978 have more trouble putting a mic back into a mic stand? He'll push mic stands over. He pushed the cymbals over at one point. And not in a rock and roll, angry sort of way. Or just, just in an, an old man. I saw the fall in Camden on um, whatever it was this week. Oh, Tuesday, did you go this week as well? Tuesday I'm the night. only one that hasn't been. Yeah, Tuesday night. And in walking around, he managed to tangle two mic stands up with the mic lead, and there was another mic tied up, and he walked around with it following in him, him about. Like, like you, know, when a, you know when a dog's got a hair out of its bum with, like, a slight tangle on the end? It was like that. You were looking at me like you don't know that. <laughs> I thought that was a bit of observational comedy. You were going, yeah, I hate it when that happens. Anyway, carry on. He, he also um, played the keyboard a little bit. Yeah, yeah. sort of. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the keyboard woman was there. What, in he a kind of over. A, the keyboard woman is his wife, I oh, should really? find out. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. he's done well. <laughs> um, he walked over and she kind of moved out the way <laughs> and then watched as he pressed as he goes, a key a couple of times. Yes. Yeah, and she kind of looked at it as if to say, Oh bless him! Well, this having a go. It makes me so happy that you've that you, you're in on the magic now. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. It's only Jason Manford. Wow! <laughs> right, Jason, I can only apologise. Why for are this. you playing that? It's <laughs> so weird. I've decided that's our, that's our guest music. <laughs> it's meaningless. <laughs> I liked it. Rob Deering was on, oh, and yeah. Hello, Rob. that's the music from The Deer Hunter. Oh, OK. So there was a so link. So it's now become every guest. Yeah. No, just you. He's just oh, played right. that for you. Yeah, oh. I, I don't know why. I, it just seems I liked nice. It. It, you know, it mellows. You're a very nice, nice. lovable chap. I did chill out, actually. So yeah, exactly. Did it, I relaxed straight away. I went, oh, it's right. on because it's quite a terrible film about war. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but very relaxing, isn't it? Should do I, I like, should do that. I like it. Yes, the guest talks nice. So, so Jason, um, you're um, you're not on tour at the moment. I've just you? finished. I've got like three dates left, just because that weren't supposed to be here, but I just had to change them early on. So it's all Barrow and all these mad places. Like, I think the last gig is in Barrow in Furness. Right, okay. you know, not where you, not often where you would choose to go. Have you got t-shirts that say "No sleep till Barrow in Furness"? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that would have been, so, do you know, by the way, that you've got the same birthday as Zola Bod? Have I really? Mm. Oh, I've Frank's got a crush on Zola Bod. I used to have a mad crush yeah, on you Zola really Bod. Did. It's weird that, isn't it, when people get, ex- people sort of get a bit excited when they're, they share a birthday with somebody when you get well, that. Well, it's, it means you must have some, it, it, into, in, in your inner being, you must share some traits with Zola Bob. Well, I'm, yeah, well, we must be both Geminis, obviously, so maybe there's a... Do you run barefoot, ever? <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of that in Salford. Oh, yeah, I mean, a lot of that. Yeah, but <laughs> Certainly as a child. She chooses to, whereas often <laughs> it's just because someone's nicked your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think also Bob Dylan shares your birthday. Really? I just know these Why off the top of my head. Why do you know so much about his birthday? Because like it, it. I, it's always struck me that two of the great central figures of influential figures of my life, <laughs> Bob Dylan and, and Zola And now a Bob, third. And now Jason Manford. <laughs> well, it's weird that when, you, you know, you mentioned your birthday, someone, you go, oh, it's 26th of May. And somebody goes, no, I'm the... I'm the 25th. <laughs> <laughs> you go, so? <laughs> There's only 365 days. There's 6 billion people. I wouldn't yeah. know that, Jason, because I never mention my birthday to anyone. <laughs> oh, good thinking. Yeah. It's <laughs> like when it, when it starts to get dark, people say, oh, it's getting dark. And you think, yeah, like, like last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like last year about this time. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got, let, let's get straight into the plug. You've got a DVD coming oh, yeah. out. Come out, come out. Monday. It's out now, is yeah, it? Yeah, it come out Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, one is it? It's just, um, it's actually a, a dodgy Don't copy begin of... with just. That's always a bad description <laughs> for something you're trying I, to sell. I, I'm not very good at this bit. Oh, well, it's, um, it's just me doing stand-up and it's all right. <laughs> Again, the just, I, know, I can't it? help it. It is that, that's all it is. No, it's good, it's good fun, I like it. I very rarely come off stage and go, that was a good gig. So, I, and I did that night, so I was happy with it. And it seemed, people seem to like it, I think. Can I say I've seen Jason and he's very funny, so don't, so don't buy don't that. I, I never come believe off stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What does he know? <laughs> I was watching. You're being self-deprecating, aren't you? You're not saying you've never had a good Oh, gig. no, the gigs have been good, <laughs> but I don't go, oh, my word, I rock that. You know what I mean? So that, I yeah. just, it was good, though. It was a good night, and it was, uh, and the cameras were there, which was lucky to catch that. <laughs> so, Do you think you raised your game for the cameras? I think so, yeah. And also, I think, because we did two nights... So on the on the Wednesday, I, I did it, and I thought, well, that's the one, that's in the bag. And so on the Thursday, I relaxed a bit, and Thursday's the one we've used now, because Thursday was actually better uh, than the other day. So. Almost the way. Which is weird over two nights, because I, I did fancy... Uh, Sorry, my manager just oh, fell off his chair. <laughs> did you? Did you? We didn't mention your fee or anything. That's, that's normally what uh, hits him hard. <laughs> on, the, on the Wednesday, I thought because it was over two nights. I thought I could have like a massive beard on the Wednesday, like not shave, and then on the Thursday, shave. So and I just do the setups, clean shaven, and the punchlines with a massive beard. <laughs> so it just look like a really long so gag. Are you one of these blokes who, when you don't need to shave, you don't shave? I ne- no, I, r- I'll get to right over Christmas. I'll have three weeks of. I'll get a beard over Christmas. I just think, why would I hate shaving? I don't know. It just seems I've never quite understood. I went away with uh, Adrian Charles for a week on on a sort of road trip to America, and he never shaved. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm on holiday. Yeah, I, just, I can't be bothered. It's like scraping your face every day. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, it was quite warm in parts, and you don't want to go back with. You know, when you shave it off and you got the white, yeah. the white fat, the white lower face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh no, I don't. But you're like fair. That you're you're a bit fair hair than me because when I get that's great, you know, Jason. Oh, that? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite gloomy in this studio, but thanks for that. Yeah, it's a sort of <laughs> silver blonde. <laughs> I like. <the> <laughs> I like it. Yes, let's move to music while I weep. <laughs> Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner. We're with Jason Manford, is our guest this morning. Oh. <laughs> Why do you keep playing? That's what? We didn't learn. <laughs> it's very short. I like it. It makes me happy. Why don't you just be a bit more giving? That's a lovely bit of knitwear you're wearing, Thanks by the way. Thanks very much. 
You know I've already I, complimented Jason on his chunky knit. Yeah. I never risk knitwear, see. I always think, with knitwear, I, I only ever get one nice wear out of it. Once it's been washed, mm. it never looks right again. There's an element of that, but it's, I sort of bought it and it looked tattoo when I bought it, so it sort of just stayed. It looks good, though. Yours is a bit more Zola Bud's coach this morning, Frank. <laughs> Don't you think, your look? Yeah, it rocking. is, yeah. With a tracksuit top and <laughs> yeah. all that. Zola Bud's coach. I was going to think <laughs> on about that seat that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> celebrity memorabilia. <laughs> anyway, Jason, I have to. I know you've been asked about this before, but um, I, it's just such a great story. This is what it says on my Jason Go Manford on. notes, nice. page seventy-one. <laughs> Manford, it calls you Manford. I know, it's I, I mean, by, it? it started with Jason, oh, but by now it's got bored. <laughs> Manford got his first gig when working in a comedy club collecting glasses. A performer didn't arrive for an evening set, so Manford, who was 17 at the time, stepped in to fill the gap. That's it. That's what happened. And you'd never done any comedy yeah, before. Yeah, it was at the Buzz Club. I don't know if you played the Buzz Club in Manchester. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I just worked there, just watching the acts and that. And um, I mean, I was working obviously, but I was watching most of the comedy. And then just did, nobody came. Like there was like three acts coming up from London in a car. There was bad weather, and they didn't turn up. And he was panicking the fella. And I went, "Well, I'll have, I'll have a go. I quite fancy this." And um, he was like, "Oh, all right. Obviously, better than nothing. Just somebody filling a bit." Of space. I love it. It's like an Elvis film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Elvis is working in a bar, he gets up and sings, and everybody knows the backing vocals, yeah. and he knows all the chords. <laughs> Yeah, so I just sort of did five minutes. I mean, it wasn't particularly groundbreaking, although there is one gag I did that night that's still in my set now, like, 11, <laughs> like 12 years on or something. Is it, so when I see you live and you refer to the fact you've just been collecting glasses... <laughs> if you take your glasses to the bar, why am I... My job is pointless. Why am I even here? Just take it... You're going to the bar anyway. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so it was it was good fun night. And uh, but where was, did it come? Where did the material come from? I did. Had you, know, had was, you been harbouring the idea of becoming I've, a comic? Well, after I worked there for like six months, you do start thinking oh, I could do this, you know, and you start you <laughs> know having a little dream like at home and stuff. And and then uh, yeah, so I had a couple of minutes. I mean, I only did five minutes, and and the crowd liked me already because I worked there, so they knew they knew me, and they were all regulars. So it wasn't that wasn't the hard gig. The the second gig where I thought I could do stand up because it went so well the first time, and I went to the Frog and Bucket, which is another club in Manchester <laughs> that was really hard because they didn't like me straight away right and I had to actually be funny you know and actually t- which I wasn't because I'd only done one gig in front of people who knew me so um but I, it went well and, and and I mean it was like I mean I didn't do anything particularly original it was like you know I did a couple of funny answers from family fortunes or something from back in the day <laughs> right you know and then I had a couple of stories about my family and then obviously a comic sort of takes you to one side and says you can't just do funny answers from Family fortunes on stage. Everyone's had that by email. It's like, oh right, yeah, that's where I got it, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then it sort of went all right after that. Just sort of some uh, fun sort of uh, family bits and that, and then all you need for the first few years of your career is about seven minutes of material. So I sort of got by on that. Really, is that right? Mm. I don't know because I did an Edinburgh show about seven months in. Oh, that was an no. hour. Oh no, I couldn't. I couldn't have done that. I, obviously, I've, I I padded it with a bit of glass collective. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't need to collect them. They were throwing them at me. <laughs> it, it is a great story, though. And yeah, was it? Was it? Did you have a meteoric rise? You did, really, didn't you? Sort of. I mean, over the space of about eight years, <laughs> it was a very slow meteor. But um, it was uh, <laughs> in terms of telly, I suppose, and that. Yeah, it was I'd... more of a dandelion seed. <laughs> <laughs> do, um, got there do meteors rise? Don't they crash into the earth? It depends where you're standing. Okay. I remember watching one from Jupiter once, <laughs> and it appeared to be rising. 
Jupiter, I don't, I don't know if you know, is that um, sex cinema in Ealing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so what, what else? Because you, you're on telly a lot, Jason, I think it's fair to say. You, you become, bit, yeah. yeah don't, don't, you're so humble. He's what? very Can humble. Can we get across that oh, this I is a big, it. successful, funny comedian? No, I, I love, love that he's humble. No. Well, I am, but it's like when people go, they go. Someone said to me, "You're always on telly." You, I went, "Well, I do like two half hours." At one point, I was doing two half hour shows a week. I was like, "That's not, that's not all the time." Trevor McDonald's on telly all the time. He's on every night. He's got his own show. Is he though? I haven't yeah. seen him for ages. Yeah, he's always on the telly. He be, he Is he still on? He mustn't be watching the right show. I thought he was. He's rubbish as well. He's not funny. Hi. He does you can't say that about Sir Trevor McDonald. He's of the realm, Frank Skinner. I know, but he is rubbish. He's I mean, rubbish. The, queen, the Queen doesn't get it right every time. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean, I mean, he can read out loud. That's what he can do. I mean, what kind of a skill is that? He can read out loud without having to hold a bit of cardboard under the words. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got somebody holding a bit of cardboard on the auto queue. He's warm and, and nice. That's what I think. That's what people. I've like. never touched him. Well, <laughs> presume he's warm. I imagine he's dry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, no. I suppose I am on a bit. Well, it depends what you do, like because people. Um, Panel shows, aren't they? It's panel shows, that's the way forward. That's what everyone loves a bit of panel show, actually. Well, yes, yeah, you know, yes. So, um, but because they're just like easy to make, cheap to make. So, I do eight out of ten cats and that, and uh, and I do walk on the wild side. I don't, you might not have seen that. I, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't seen no, walk it on was the on wild Sa- side. It wasn't, it's it's not on really page aged. 13 of mine. No. Does, it, does it refer to him as Manford is in walk on the wild it's side? Or is he still Jason? Manford's walk on I the wild side. I know what walk on the wild side is. It's that very funny thing with the animals. That's right, yeah. Oh, I really Oh, you like just made that. that. Oh, of course it's got animals in it, if it's called Walk on the Wild Side. Well, uh, Lou Reed had a single act <laughs> yeah. called Walk on the Wild Side. Were there any animals in it? No. Don't, don't mention Lou Reed to me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, that's really funny, I Yeah, think. it was good fun, that. So that's coming back, and uh, that's one of those weird things where the, cause the BBC said so we want a celebrity in each episode, like a big sort of star. So we had, like, Stephen Fry did one, and Barbara Windsor, and Sharon and Ozzy, and we got Tom Jones. And um, so I thought, well, Tom Jones, what animal's Tom Jones? He's a lion, isn't he? So I wrote a sketch for a lion and I sent it off to Tom Jones' people. And then about two days before he was due in, I was in the studio and that, and uh, this phone, phone went and he said, Hi, I've got um, Tom Jones for you. I went, All right, hello, hello. Uh, hello, uh, Jason. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, he doesn't call himself Sir Tom, but I, right. I, f- I feel like I should in this story. Okay. And I'm not well, really good at the Let's action. give one night a bit of a boost. <laughs> yeah. having goes, it's uh, it's uh, Tom Jones here. Right. <laughs> I said, All right. Um, he said, I, I read your sketch about the the lion. It's very funny, but um, I was wondering if I could be a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> what? He went, I just, I don't know. I, I watched a few of the clips. I just think penguins are very funny. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, I'm not going to deny Tom Jones what he wants. No, and, I'd say. Uh, when Tom says penguin. <laughs> so the next day, I had to spend like two hours writing a penguin And sketch. it's quite a big rewrite, isn't it? Lion yeah, to penguin. Yeah, you no, can't say there's that. There's no gags you can... I remember that sketch when the penguin rips the antelope to pieces. <laughs> and I remember thinking, that can't be right. Awkward. Absolute radio. Gareth said to me earlier that um, you gave him some advice Did about I? radio. Oh, dear. Did I? I'm very... Be- <laughs> Yeah, I met you at a yeah. party once. I'm keen to hear this, because yeah. we could do with some. I think Jason's pretending to remember. I know, I remember meeting you. But yeah. um, well, what, what you said was, um, um, you said, oh, the good thing about radio is you don't have to be that funny. 
<laughs> I so it's you I'm that told Jason. him that. I based my whole. I wondered who told him that. that. No, I, what, <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was because I did radio for a couple of years. Is that you know you just have to be not friendly and hum- and humorous. You know, it's not like in a club where you need to like people need to be ah like properly laughing out loud. You know, on the radio, if you can, if somebody laughs once in an hour, that's a good show. If someone does that in an Edinburgh <laughs> show, that's not a good show. <laughs> no, it, that's it, not a good show. A comedy show, that's pretty rubbish. So. I can't remember the last time I laughed at the radio. What do you, you know what I mean? Well, not listening to this show, clearly. <laughs> when you're listening outside. I have a chuckle, you know yeah. what I mean? I have a little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't just... Yes. Oh, God! That's stop not, it, That's it, not what we're working at. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I meant it as a positive. <laughs> <laughs> well... Oh, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> you like musicals, it says oh, on my notes. I love it. Me too. What I are you suggesting? It. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> suggesting, because people always think I am, because I like musicals. I not that it. it's a bad thing to no, be honest. I agree. No, I agree, but I, I have that same thing where, <laughs> like, on a Sunday, I'll be driving to, uh, or whatever, on a Saturday, I'll be driving to the football with my brothers and my dad in the car, and I'll have, like, songs from the shows on, and they'll be like, <laughs> can't you put, just put the radio on for listen to the, the, the pre-match build-up? I'm like... And I'm, you said, no, there's more laughs in this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, listen, yeah. <laughs> just listen. Listen to Gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I love it. And you'd like to be in one. What, well, would, you, what I, I, would your key role be? I'd like. I'd like to be Seymour in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I think. That's oh yeah. That was, I like that one. Steve Martin played that part, didn't he? Uh, no, Rick Moranis on the, in the film. I always I get those two mixed. What up. would you be, Frank? I see you as a Captain Von Trapp. <clears throat> I'd quite. I, I quite fancy Fagin. Oh, oh do you? When I oh, see yeah. someone <laughs> with mouth my hands, start to itch. Well, that'll probably come up. Oh, I'm finished, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 carry on, Jason. You're, up, the, you're the guest. No, because I'm, I'm in uh, Jalili's uh, in uh, Oliver at the moment, isn't he? And, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that. I think that's just talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's the comics, the comics are doing it. Comics are doing it, aren't they? You said when you laugh at radio, you just go, ah. Oh, thank God for that. Could, could we keep that as a, as a sound bite? <laughs> I might need that if I'm thrown unemployed. <laughs> I met Michael Ball last night. I was doing um, Strictly Come Dancing, It Takes Two on BBC oh, yeah. Two, yeah, where I had to blag my knowledge of Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I've watched about two episodes, and like, I was on the phone, I had to do a research chat, and she went... So, um, what do you think about this series of Strictly Come Dancing? I was on the internet, like, trying to find who was on it. I was going, um, t- Phil, t- Phil Tufnell, I like Phil Tufnell. She went, it's a shame he went out. I went, I know. <laughs> I know, what a night. I miss him, I miss him. I miss him already. I miss him. <laughs> and, uh, but no, it was good fun, I got away with it. And, uh, but Michael Ball was on. I said, oh, I love Michael Ball. And, uh, and he, said, he said, oh, thanks a lot. And I said, you're doing... Um, because he's ex- like chief executive, some executive producer of uh, Hairspray. He's uh, in yeah. Hairspray, though, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he was in yeah, it. And oh, now yeah. he's like producer on, on tour. And I said, um, I said, well, Phil Jupiter is doing that part now. I said, when that runs its course, give us a ring because I'd like to do that. He went, Brian Connolly's doing it next. <laughs> well, all right, forget it. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth asking, wasn't it? Oh, what? Well, that, that, that'll be in his mind now. That's yeah, you'd be good at that, that's Jason. That'll be logged in his mind. Um, as a fat woman. That's, that's <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, you'd be good at that. That's the, that is the part made for you. That's a, that was a weird compliment. Well, I, so on that note, I've been insulted, I guess. We've been so nice to. Um, it's been lovely having you on. That's really nice. And your DVD is called... Live at the Manchester Apollo. Okay, so and that's Jason Manford, and it's out now. Yes. So and go and get it, and you'll be. It's not the Hello Wembley one. That's, that's no, it's not the Hello Wembley that's one. That's not my one. That's Michael's. 
No, because I saw that on the. I don't even it, bring that up. No, I know, but I don't mind. But I saw it. He's just going to sell anyway, no matter how many times I don't mention well, it. Well, that's true. And um, I was in Tesco on Monday because I popped in to see what the DVD looked like on the shelf. Like yeah. Right, it's not weird. Yeah. How did it look? <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Okay. And um, saw it and I saw Michael's. And there was a woman. This is in Manchester, the one near me, uh, Tesco near me. And this woman picked up Michael's. She popped it in a trolley. And then she, t- she turned around and she went, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I walked up. I was like, what? <laughs> this is not what I do, love. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to be out watching other people's TVs being purchased. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> Jason, it's been lovely having you on. Cheers, Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We got some uh, texts, didn't we? We've had some texts in on 812. We've 15. had some good texts, and uh, um, we forgot to read them out. Well, they're about celebrity memorabilia. Yes. And Chris from Basingstoke, or his name's Chris Basingstoke, I don't know. That won't be. He says... Likely. Like Eric Morecambe. Yeah. David Essex, Chris Basingstoke. <laughs> I have a piece of eggshell from an egg that Keith Chegwin threw at me 15 years ago <laughs> when I went to see him in Panto. Worth keeping. <laughs> was he, was he, did he throw at it or was he breaking out of it like a lizard baby? He does elaborate. He says, no, he wasn't aiming it at me because I annoyed him. It was actually part of the show. But mm. I love that he's kept it. That is a beautiful thing to keep. Yeah, that shows him in a great light. Tom in Surrey says, I have a passport photo of zany Bobby Davro when he was about 20-ish. I found it behind his radiator. You know when you're looking behind Bobby Davros, the radiator, there's all sorts of stuff. He sounds like a builder to me. Sounds like a a burglar to me. (laughs) (laughs) And who is, what does Bobby Davros do keeping his photographs down the back of the radiator? (laughs) I felt this week it was my dad's birthday. And, um, you know, we went to Adrian Charles's bowling night. This is a very long text. (laughs) No, No, this is me talking. Okay. Um, you know, we went to Adrian Charles's bowling night about his new DVD. Yeah. And he, we all got a DVD that was signed by Adrian Charles. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Did you not get one? one? I don't I know didn't. if I did either. This is Adrian Charles' Too Good, Too Bad. I'm going to plug yeah. you just for the hell of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I've got, I gave that to my dad for his birthday. <laughs> That's rather shabby, isn't it? <laughs> well, my, my new football clips DVD is coming out. It's called uh, Cornucopia. <laughs> and it's the funniest corners of the 2008-2009. Yeah. So I'm looking forward, looking forward to that. And then... Uh, next, I think Adrian's will be better. Yeah, and then next week, my next... In Easter, I think, I've got a throw-in copia coming out, which admittedly doesn't work as well. Any other texts? <laughs> Hello, Frank, Emily and Gareth. I met Muhammad Ali at a book signing in 1992 and the queue was massive. By the time I saw him, about three hours had passed and he was whizzing through everyone, but he stopped at me and looked at my Muhammad Ali T-shirt, signed it, had his picture taken with me, shook my hand and also signed a boxing magazine and book I had. What a man. I'm David from Nottingham. Can I say that I went to a Muhammad Ali signing in the early 90s and he, I had a T-shirt on with Muhammad Ali on, which he looked at in some amazement, and he signed my T-shirt. Oh, he signed well, everyone's fact, T-shirt. At first, until you got to the bit about the magazine, I thought that was from me. <laughs> <laughs> thought you might have texted in our show. Yeah, that was that was so weird. What about this? There's a text from Sandra from Whitley in <laughs> Surrey. Can I just say that I've had a real <laughs> weird experience, because... <laughs> Mamad Ali signed something for someone else at a signing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. who is this? <laughs> Sandra says, we have a signed five-star album, signed by my husband. 
What, so is her husband a Steadman from Five Star or something? No, I think, I think so. he just signs rubbish albums. <laughs> I do it all the time, I've signed. But that's no good. If he's her husband, that's cheating. You can't have memorabilia <laughs> signed by your own. That's like me. Give me this pen. Right. Look, I've, I, I've got a calf signed by Frank Skinner. I told right. you not to bring in he your He has car. actually signed <laughs> his car. <laughs> yeah, it's not signed, it's actually branded. <laughs> I think we moved to the... We're at the end of the show now. What a lovely experience it's been. I do like doing this. The great thing about radio, as Jason Manford said, is you don't have to be that funny. <laughs> anyway, um, it's been lovely, and sort of goodbye from Emily and Gareth, and um, good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Salute Radio.